Welcome to the She Illuminates podcast, an empowerment hub for Christian women just like you who are ready to be filled by God's truth and light and illuminate their God-given influence in their homes, careers, businesses, and communities. I'm your host, Shamel Evans. I'm passionate about creating a space, connecting and transforming the lives of women. We talk about real things and we value transparency, honesty, and vulnerability. Be empowered to live anchored in your faith, influence your patch, and walk in your purpose. Let's dive in. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to the She Illuminates podcast. And for those of you who are just joining in and subscribing, thank you so much for taking time to check out this podcast. And I pray that God will just continue to flood your heart with light and truth as I empower you through God's word and just for all the women who are connected through this podcast, that their stories and just their transparency will help you to continue to faithfully dig in and do the work that God has called you to do. So today on the show, I want to talk about the home ministry. And I've had opportunities to pour into the lives of wives and to mothers who struggle with just the journey of what motherhood and being a wife looks like. And one of the main things that I have learned in my spiritual walk is that my home ministry is first and it must be a priority. I know as women, we have lots of roles and responsibilities and it's so easy for us to be consumed with those things. But one thing that God has always um, reeled me back in is that my home ministry has to be first. That is my first position. My first role is to pour into my home and to really embrace this role that God has called me to. So today's topic, we're going to talk about home ministry, embracing the journey with contentment and joy. And I'm excited today to have Miss Kenya Hampton of Kenya Ray on the show with me. And I couldn't think of nobody other than her that I wanted to just have this conversation with. Me and her met a couple of years ago, and she has really blossomed in this idea of being a a homemaker, loving on her family as she's growing as a blogger, a creative and entrepreneur. And so I want to just welcome to Kenya on the show today. And I just want to see how God just shapes this conversation because I know we're going to have some great truth and some nuggets for you. So welcome to Kenya and thanks for being here with us today. Hey, Shamel, thank you for having me. This is so exciting to kind of have this conversation. Awesome. Well, before we jump start, can you just introduce yourself to our audience and just share a little bit about who you are and some of the things that you do online? Sure. So, um, like you said, my name is Takenya Hampton. Um, my site is Kenya Ray, um, and the tagline there is the modern day homemaker. And what I look to do or um, what I try to do is inspire women to define what homemaking is and looks like for them. Um, I feel like now, you know, in 2018, the word homemaker is kind of looked at like, oh, uh uh-uh, that's what my grandmama was. I ain't trying to be one of them women. (laughs) And um, it, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that. I think um, it was interesting as I heard you introduce me, you were saying how um, it, it's about the home ministry. And for me, it, it has been a journey because I have always kind of been a homebody. 
and have always loved home. Like I've always loved the place that I called home, whether I was living with my mother or when I had my own apartment prior to having kids. And then when it was just me and my daughter and then actually having, you know, a family um, home, that's always kind of been my thing. Like that's where I want to be at. I always have wanted to take care of it. But the evolution for me um, has been finding contentment and the desire to take care of the people in the home. Um, And those things, while when you talk about the home ministry, there's two different parts to it. There is, you know, the comfort of home and providing a a comfortable home atmosphere. And I had to kind of remove that that didn't mean having a perfectly clean house that smelled like the latest Glade plug-in scent, Um, (laughs) you know, everything being put perfectly in place. Um, that that's not what taking care of home entailed completely. So to start out, I was like the person who had the really clean house. It always was together. And when you walked in, um, by and large, it felt good. But what I struggled with was taking care of the people in the house. Um, And there was a disconnect there. So that is really where my evolution has happened. And now that there are more people in the house, I had to get over having a clean house because it just doesn't really work that way anymore. Um, So so that's a little bit about me and about my journey. Well, that's awesome. And you know what? You hit hit the nail right on the head because I think. Well, there's two things I want to bring up. I want to bring up this, um, you know, how we have this negative perspective about being um, a homemaker, because I honestly went through that through a transition of my son being premature. I went from working full time, having this career to my son being born early. And it was just beneficial for my family for me to become a stay-at-home mom. And it was it was a tough journey because I'm like, is this all I'm supposed to do, God? Keep the house clean and, you know, wipe behind babies and, you know, do laundry. And, you know, through that time and that process, God really helped me to see that it's much more than the physical place. You know what I mean? Sometimes we we focus on the physical aspect of home, but really as a wife and a mom, like the home ministry is my spiritual, my spiritual place of where I'm pouring into it. Because we have to look at it, these ladies, being a homemaker is not just about tending to the house, but like you said, it's tending to the people it within your home is tending to the atmosphere that you're creating. When people when people walk in, do they feel the presence of God? Are you praying over your home? Are you setting the tone and the atmosphere that is replicating and, um, and mirroring the image of God? Are we setting our hearts? Are we coming from an attitude of a place of peace and joy? Like I had to really acknowledge that this is my ground. This is my place where I'm the one that's in control with God help of creating this atmosphere atmosphere of what God has called me to. And I like the fact how you're saying that it's, it's a modern day homemaker. Like we have to realize that it's not like this old school, like you're just in the house, you're just tending to the house and that's all you do. No, it's much more than that. You're loving on those people in your home. You're speaking life into them. You're tending to keeping your home clean and, you know, doing your laundry. Like we have to be, a. I look at it this way. Everything that I'm doing in my home is a reflection of who God is in me. I do it in honor and reference of God because he's blessed me 
with this home. He's blessed me with the people in this home. And so I want to give thanks. I want to show gratitude to God by tending to my home well. And like you said, it doesn't mean that it's perfect. It doesn't mean that your house is always clean. I have a sign in my front room that says, pardon the mess, but my children are making memories here. Um, And it's for me. It's for me to remind myself that this is a place that I'm making memories with my family. Um, This is a place that I'm I'm surrounding myself in God's truth. I have scriptures up. I'm I'm reflecting who God is in my life. I'm using every opportunity to give thanks to God for the blessings that he's given me. My home is a blessing from God. And so I want to tend to that well. And I want to tend to the calling that he's called me to. And so I like how you say that it's a place to love on the people. So to Kenya, for those people that may be listening in, because I know that every home structure isn't, you know, a husband, wife, and kids, you know, sometimes it's a single mom, you know, and her children, or in your case, it's a blended family. Like you have two children, you and your husband have two children, but you're also raising your nephew. So let's speak from the perspective of how do you find contentment in being a homemaker when sometimes it may not look like what other people have? Because, you know, again, we live in this social media world where it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people or what their lives look like that sometimes we disconnect from what God has called us to. So what does that look like from from your perspective when you're in this blended situation and how do you find contentment in where God has put you? That's a really interesting question. So for me, it's funny because um, I have been in the different stages. So um I had my first daughter, my, my first child is my daughter, um, outside of my marriage before me and my husband got together and she's 15. So I've been in the single mom stage. It was just me, me and her. Um, and then, you know, when me and my husband got together, it was, um, the three of us and she was an only child. And then, um, for a short while, my nephew actually came and lived with us then. So it was the two of them. Um, and then he left and, um, I had my son. And so then it was just back to my own birth children. And now I had two of my own. And then when my son was two years old. Um, my nephew came to, back to live with us. So it's been just a up and down, up and down journey. And there has been a lot of discontentment, um, because, for one, let me just start by saying I never, um, it's not to say, and I don't want this to be confused with not appreciating what I have now, but this was not my dream. Like the the house and the family, um, it just wasn't my dream. It wasn't something that I thought about when I was growing up. I wasn't thinking about, oh, when I get married or what my wedding will look like, or I want to have this many children or whatever else like that wasn't um, my fairy tale. And I actually was not planning to have children. Um, so there was a lot of discontentment along the way because at some points it has felt like um, being a mother has been punishment. Um, and mm. that was hard to say out loud the first time I said it because like you said, you know, with social media and everything like that, you see people gushing over their children and, you know, they're my world. I don't know what I would do without them. Like, you know, 
all their love, joy, and happiness came from their children. And I did not feel that way. So I felt like something was wrong with me. Um, and it wasn't until I actually shared my truth with a friend, you know, that I realized I wasn't by myself um, and, and feeling that way. Now, I love my children dearly, each one of them, but they have all, you know, kind of presented different struggles for me. And I have just come to a space that I realized that God gave me this responsibility because he thought that I could handle it. Um, he knew that I was the person for it and that each one of them needs me in some capacity. You know what I mean? And so it's funny because even just last week, I was having a conversation with my daughter. She was mad at me about some rule I didn't put in place and she doesn't understand why everything has to be so hard for her because all her friends can go do this and can go do that. And they don't have, you know, restrictions on their cell phones and blah, blah, blah. And I plainly told her, I said, let me explain something to you. I said, I do not take lightly to the fact that God made me your mother. I said, it is a huge responsibility. I said, and it's one that I didn't ask for. So I know that he wanted us to be together. And I know the responsibility that he has given me for you. I said, and as part of that, I am required to give you boundaries and, you know, to set up rules so that. I am able to not only protect you, but then also teach you, you know, these things at an appropriate time. So while your other friends may be able to do certain things or go certain places or not have these boundaries, rules or whatever, that's fine. That's what their parents are choosing to do. But I do not take lightly to the responsibility that was given to me for you. And I mean, I know it's not the answer that your 15 year old wants to hear, but I have to say that out loud so I can hear it sometimes, just like you said about your sign, about the mess in the living room. Like those things sometimes are reminders for us as well, that this is where I am at. This is why I am here. Um, and I, I see like how the relationships um, shape each one of us, like not just me shaping them, but them shaping me, like she has, my daughter became my complete reason for doing everything when I had her. Um, she's the reason that I finished my my uh, degree. I got pregnant when I was in college and I was ready to drop out. Um, but I, I fought through. It took me eight years to get my undergraduate degree, but I had to show her, you know, the completion. I had to show her that, you know, just because something happens that you didn't plan for, it doesn't mean that it's a pass to give up. And so, um, you know, when she was four years old, she was there watching me, you know, get my, my degree. Um, and that was a big thing to me, um, to complete for her. Not, and I think at that point, I don't even know that I was doing it for myself. I was doing it for her. Um, and even just in my own personal growth and being, um, less stubborn and more open, like. I was the parent that would say, because I said so, you know, when she asked me why she couldn't do something where now I am starting to have more dialogue with her and I am listening to the things that she has to say, her opinions. I might not always agree with them, um, but I do listen. I do, you know, try and tell her what I think is right, what I think to be true. But before I never even would open that door. Um, and so that has you know, opened our relationship. And even just down to God is teaching me patience with my youngest one. Um, 
you, me and you have talked about it. You didn't talk me off the ledge before <laughs> when he would not sleep. I mean, he was born and did not nap. He did not sleep at night. Me and my husband were tag teaming to get rest. And I'm a sleeper. Like I used to be in bed at 930. My daughter is a sleeper. So right after she went to bed, I was in bed right after her. And then he came and he's a firecracker. And even to this day, like he's five now, but he is still um, he's the one that's going to challenge me. Like he's never going to accept because I see it. So, um, and so that probably is why I have even gotten more open with my 15 year old because my five year old challenges me to discuss stuff. So, you know, it's, it's just the contentment comes from knowing the trust that God has given me. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of being a wife, cause I want to touch on that for a hot second, because we are talking about that too. Um, while, you know, it wasn't my dream to get married, I married like the perfect person, probably the only person it ever could have happened with. Um, we were best friends for, I think, I think about 11 years before we became a couple, we met when we were 13 and, um, I always would jokingly say that being a wife is easy, but being a mother is like, I don't know what I am doing. And I really think that that's simply because of who I'm married to. Like he makes, um, he makes me look real good as a wife. (laughs) And I just watch how, um, growing in, in my marriage too, because I am, I'm very patient with him. Um, I'm very, I don't want to say traditional, but I believe in the, you know how some people are like husband and wife are equals. Um, anything he can do, I can do or whatever. I don't really look at our relationship that way. Um, he doesn't make me feel that it's not that way because he treats me, um, as if we are equals, but I still like, even down to decisions with my daughter, who is my biological child, but you know, to see them two together, you would never know that they're not biologically related. I always like, once he became the head of our household, I always deferred things to him. So I would give my input and say, you know, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about that. These are my two cents, blah, blah, blah. And then we would discuss and come to a mutual agreement. Um, so he's not like I'm the king of this jungle and everything I say goes. And I'm also not like, you know, you don't run nothing. <laughs> um, we we really work together in that. And I think that that also trickles over into the area that I struggle in most, which is parenting. Um, and so that is how I find contentment in it all is just, you know, a mesh of all of that, the responsibility, the trust that God has given me, um, the relationship that God has blessed me with in my marriage and just wanting to really glorify God in all of that. You know what I mean? Like to the struggle, even when we struggle, I don't look at it as it being, you know, gloom and doom. I just look at it like I can't wait to see what the testimony is going to be from this. That's so good. And I like how you mentioned glorify God and everything. And I think that's the key to all of it is that when we think about our home ministry, we have to just be honest with ourselves and realize that God never meant for it to be like, oh, I got to tend to the house and I'm never going to be able to do what I want to do and my desires. Like, ladies, I'm I'm wearing multiple hats. And one thing that I found true is that when I tend to my home ministry and when I'm focusing on making sure that I'm loving on my husband, taking care of my kids 
keeping my home nice and, you know, as God wants me to, everything else blesses outwardly. You know, I don't have to worry about, you know, the business and, you know, ministry work and all the different things that I'm doing because ultimately I'm paying attention and I'm focusing on what God has put in front of me and what the calling is. And that's the one tip that I want to encourage each one of you is just focus in on what God is calling you to do on the home front. Whether you are an unmarried woman, guess what? God is going to be preparing you for your husband and for your children. So your home front may just be you. So how are you tending to that well? Maybe you're a single parent or you are married, you know, or you have kids. Just simply ask yourself, am I tending to the home front? Am I giving God the best that I can? I didn't say perfect. I didn't say everything has to be perfect, but are you giving God your best? Are you honoring him with what you have right now? Because I think as women of faith, it's so easy for us to get consumed with what else is going on in the world and all our desires and goals that sometimes we lose focus on what is right in front of us. And I love it how you say glorify God. And that's the perspective that we have to have. We have to have this shift in our perspectives of looking at everything that I do in my home front is supposed to point back to God. I mean, the king, there are times where I'm like, I'm tired of doing laundry. Like I'm over washing clothes. I'm overdoing this stuff over and over again. But you know what? I changed my perspective. I said, God, I thank you for the ability to have a, a washer and dryer in my home, to wash clean clothes um, for my family, to be able to prepare this and keep my children, my husband in well condition. Like I use those opportunities to praise God and to give reverence to God. And through that, that's where I gain the contentment. It's like you feel this weight that just lifts off of you when you change your perspective of the calling that God has given you. You find contentment knowing that you're positioned and you're doing the work of God, even if it's the simple things, even if it's the things that you really don't want to do. You know, we think about Jesus in the Bible. He talks about how he washed the disciples' feet. Like you, when you picture that, that shows you how much Jesus humbled himself to serve, you know? So if it was important for God to serve others and to humble himself, then we have to have that same perspective and that same attitude when it comes to tending to our home ministry. And so I want to shift now to the joy of it, because I know the process and the journey, sometimes you don't always feel joy, but then we also have to reflect on God's word where it says to count it all joy. So even in those tough situations, because I know to Kenya, it has to be hard to raise your two kids and to help raise your nephew. And, you know, there can be some issues or some boundaries that are, are tough to, to cross. But even in that, we still have to find joy knowing that God is working in the midst of it all, even in those areas where we feel like we're not equipped. Like you said, sometimes we feel like parenthood is a struggle. There are many days when I'm like, God, I don't feel like I'm equipped to be a mother. Like I feel like I fall short every day. But he reminds me and he brings back to memory that I've called you to this and I'm going to equip you for it. So even in the midst of surrounding myself in that truth and reflecting on that, I find joy in the fact that he chose me. He chose me to be the woman to nurture this household. He chose me to be an example of the Proverbs 31 woman in my home and to create that atmosphere to always be a light, to always to be working hard, to be doing things to better position my family. 
And so, Takenya, I know, man, you have talked a lot about Titus, too, and how that scripture passage has really inspired you in your modern day walk of learning to be a homemaker. So I want you to share with our audience what Titus 2 means to you and maybe a couple of nuggets that they can take away to encourage them to continue to stay focused on their um, home. Ministry. I think so the first time that I ever, because let me also go back and say that um, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't have, you know, that uh, religious upbringing um, we probably attended ch- church service more for the, uh, the major holidays and things like that. So, um, my walk started as an adult, um, and probably not long before marriage. And so, um, one of the scriptures that stood out to me, I was in, um, our church back home had what it called life groups, which were like individualized topic focused Bible studies. And, um, this group was called, I think it was called woman to woman. I know that's the name of the book that we followed, which was a book that was completely around Titus two. Um, and it was about, um, you know, being not only just a, a good and godly woman, but being a good and godly woman that is an example. And I want to go back to what you said, it not being perfection. You know what I mean? Like being a good example does not mean that you're perfect. Um, but being transparent has always been huge for me. Um, and that's what I always connected to were people who were transparent and willing to share um, even the not so great parts in order to be able to bless your outlook or help you overcome um, a situation. And so um, Titus 2 was just a big uh, scripture that stood out for me and made me feel like that's the type of woman, um, that I want to be like the woman that was actually over the life group. Um, she was, I can't even fully put into words what I thought of when I, when I saw her, but she was just always so graceful. Um, when she had something to say, she was able to make her point known without being, you know, extra or dramatic or rude or anything but graceful. Like she was just always so graceful. Um, and I remember thinking like, that's what I want to be. And um, she just, she embodied what a Titus two woman was. And I wanted to kind of sit under her and kind of absorb some of that. And so um, just to give what Titus 2 is, um, it's Titus 2, 3, and I think it goes through like 5. And this is the good news translation. It says, in the same way, instruct the older women to behave as women who should live a holy life. They must not be slanderers or slaves to wine. They must teach what is good in order to train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, and to be good housewives who submit themselves to their husbands so that no one will speak evil of the message that comes from God. And again, it's, it's perspective because you could read that and be like, be a good housewife to my husband. Like, who does that? But that doesn't mean that you're just a stay at home mom and, or, you know, a stay at home wife, whichever it it would be for you. And that you're just, um, serving him and fulfilling his wishes and putting yourself on the back burner. And I think that that's sometimes the, um, perception 
that women have about what it means to be a homemaker or to be a housewife. Now, I will say that I don't consider myself a housewife because I am also running a business at the same time, but it happens to be from my home. Um, But I am still very much a homemaker. And I wrote a article probably about a month or two ago um, stating what it means to define homemaking in 2018. And Being a homemaker does not mean that you are a stay-at-home wife, mother, or woman. Like, that's not what a homemaker is. A homemaker is someone who is taking care of their home to the best of their ability and continually pursuing um, to give God glory in the work that she's doing at home. And it doesn't mean that you fall into traditional roles. So for me, being a homemaker is finding what works for us here. So like, for instance, you said, you know, when you do laundry, you absolutely hate it and whatever else. That is my story. I am not good at laundry. It's not that I can't do it, but I'm just not good at it. I will wash the clothes. I will put them in baskets and we will dig out of baskets until the next time I do laundry. It drives my husband crazy. So he took over laundry. So, you know, we don't stick to traditional roles. Like, yes, I do a lot of the cooking. Yes, I do a lot of the cleaning um, (laughs) in large part because I like to do a lot of the eating and I'm here more than anybody else. So it makes sense. But you have to do what works for you and not um, stick to these strict definitions of that's a man's place or that's a woman's place or, you know, this is what you have to do to be a good wife or whatever else. Like everybody's situation is different. And I think that when you truly embrace and realize that, that's where the joy comes from. Like that is where the joy comes from. When you find what works for you and you define what being a wife is in your home, being a mother is in your home, being the maker of your home and setting the atmosphere of your home. That's where the joy comes from. And if I sat here and tried to do laundry, like my husband likes laundry done every week. He likes it preferably to be done in um, the same day. Like if it's up to him, laundry should be washed, folded and put up all in the same day. Fooling with me, that is not going to happen. Um, I would be miserable if I was trying to do that every week like he does. He manages to, to the, for the most part. I mean, since our family has grown, it's kind of hard to even get it done in a, a day period. But he gets it done way more efficiently um, than I do. And I cook. You know what I mean? Like him, he cooks for nutrition. He going to boil you some vegetables. They going to stay in the water that he boiled them in. He not adding no seasoning to them. You can salt them up yourself. Ain't no butter you know, whatever. I cook with my whole heart. And so when I cook, it's different. So we find the things that we can find joy in. He gets joy out of washing the cars. I'll come outside and get ready to leave. And he's like, nope, you got to drive something else because I'm washing this. And that I know for him, he finds joy in that. So that's where the joy comes from is being able to honor each other enough um, to know what your strengths and weaknesses are and then just covering them. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's where the joy comes from. That is so good, Takenya. And you hit it right on the head is that it's really about looking. Our home ministries are going to look different, like you said, because we're all different and we all have different joys. 
uh, from different situations. But we, I think that's the important tip is that we have to take time to really look at what brings us joy in our home ministry, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses. And sometimes I take it even a step by, back and say, what's my why? What's my purpose? Because for me, when I read Titus 2 and I think about this imagery of what this woman does and how she pours into her family and how she's self-controlled and how she sets the tone. I also remind myself of what a Proverbs woman is. Both of these passages aren't to show us exactly step-by-step how we're supposed to live and and be these mighty women of God, but they are imagery of of her strength. They're imagery of how she's able to, to do all these different things in her home front and how she influenced you know, the people that are in her, in her home. But I think the biggest thing out of both of these passages is that when we take a step back and look at our strength and why we do what we do, again, our why stems back to everything that we do points back to God. So we're operating from this place that everything that I pour into, the people that I serve, um, the home that I tend to, all of it is to glorify God. That underneath all of that, that gives us our ultimate joy of our ultimate joy of giving God honor, but also God gives us opportunity to be fulfilled in what brings us happiness, what brings us peace and joy. But as women, if we don't take that time to really look at our home ministry, what that looks like, how does it make us feel, how how we want to set the atmosphere and the tone of our house, we will miss it. We will miss it every single time. And ladies, it is a journey. It is a journey of figuring out who you are. It's a journey of figuring out the people that are in your lives. We all are different. We all have different things that float our boat. But when we come together and we really acknowledge where God is moving and where he's calling us to be the light, because I get it. Sometimes we get so focused on want to be out and showcase this in front of a big, large stage. But what if God is just calling us to simply tend to our home front, to simply shine his light in the people that he's called us to, to tend to our patch well. And that's what we have to do. We have to remind ourselves that God has called us to this position. He's put us in this place. And so even in the midst when we feel like we're not equipped, we're not able to do it, God gives us everything that we need. And honestly, we just have to simply embrace the journey and celebrate it. Like you said, a homemaker is not this traditional, you just stay at home and do nothing. It's definitely a lesson that I've learned in my life is that it's just another place that God is calling me to. And it's my first priority. I really take pride in tending to my husband, tending to my children, tending to my home. But again, I look at it as that everything that I do here is to glorify God. So to Kenya, I'm... I'm just blessed that you've just shared some nuggets of truth with ladies. And I pray that our conversation today will just awaken those ladies that may struggle with with embracing what God has called them to, or maybe just need a reset. Maybe you're in this position where the home front is chaotic, and maybe you just need a reset on what God wants you to do in your home front. So I hope that today we share some tips and some valuable information just to encourage you. Because again, ladies, this is a process. This is a journey. So day by day, extend yourself grace. Know that God will equip you with everything that you need. But at the end of the day, glorify God in everything that he's called you to do. So Takenya, do you have any last words you'd like to share with the ladies before we go? Um, And one of them is going back on something you were just talking about. Um, You have to look at what you're working with and what you have. So you have to take inventory. And what I mean by that is 
Like if you um, have a business and you, you know, sell things or any store that you go into, they keep track of inventory. If you go in Walmart, there's people walking up and down them aisles with the little guns, taking inventory of what they have so they know what they have to give. And you have to do that same thing like within yourself. And this is why it is a journey because as you give and as you get, your inventory will change. There will be seasons of being fully fulfilled and happy in your marriage, and you have a lot to give in that area. Um, but there may be times of being completely drained in it, and you might not have a whole lot to give. So you have to figure out how to refill. And so you have to take a personal inventory of your situation, but then also of what you have happening inside and being honest with that. Like a situation I have right now happening, I had to, it was, it was really hard, but I had to be honest about my internal inventory and what the situation was doing for me. And it wasn't easy. It still is not. Um, but if I didn't take that inventory, it could have just opened up a whole nother mess and things would not um, be, <laughs> God would not be glorified in, in that. Um, and then the second thing uh, that I wanted to to share is something that was given to me. Cause I remember asking um, one of the ladies that I kind of looked up to as a mentor and her, it just seems like everything was so chaotic. She had three kids. She was always on the go. People had to be dropped off, picked up. Um, sometimes her husband wasn't acting right, but she was always so happy. And she always seemed to be so joyful and everything that she had to do. She just did it kind of like with a smile on her face. And I asked her one day, I said, I, I just don't know. How do you do it? Like, how do you do it? And she said to Kenya, everything I do, I look at it like I'm serving the Lord. She said, when I do my laundry, when I wash my dishes, when I got to put these kids to bed and I'm sleeping myself, she said, I really just look at everything like I'm serving the Lord himself. And that is where my strength comes from. That is where my joy comes from. And that is why everyone on the outside looking in may think that I'm just so happy because that is who I am serving in everything that I do. Love it. Well, ladies, there you have it. I mean, those two nuggets right there are takeaway. Take inventory. Take an inventory of where you currently are and look at how can you replenish it, how can you tend to it, and how can you, you do it well. And lastly, serve the, serve the Lord with all that you have, you know, in every aspect of life. But today we just want to encourage you to take inventory where you are in your home ministry and serve God with your best. So to Kenya, thank you so much for being here and for being transparent and sharing your heart. We really do appreciate it. Like to join me in spreading God's truth and light and learn about additional support for your faith journey? Visit my website, shamelevans.com, where you can learn more about She Illuminates resource library and intensives for self-discovery and developing sound spiritual habits to fuse your faith in the everyday. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share with family and friends, and I love for you to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and I'll chat with you next time.